What's good, world? This is King Arthur, and this is not my brother's keepers podcast, a true crime podcast about black dudes who kill. And um, I have my second guest, and she's in the um. Well, we're on. We're recording. We, I can see her. She can see me. <laughs> um, I'm finna uh, introduce her, and um, she's gonna tell you about her podcast, and we're finna get into it. Um, could you please introduce yourself? Oh, for sure. Thank you, King Arthur. So I am Jasmine Castillo. Uh, I go by Jesse by my friends, and uh, I actually am the voice behind Hands Off My Podcast. So uh, I specifically focus on the Black and Brown community. Uh, in a wide range of the queer people of color as well. And um, yeah, from indigenous to Asian American, Native Hawaiian, um, and black um, and Mexican Latinos who are located in the US, Canada area. I bring awareness to their cold cases um, if they are not getting a proper um, spotlight in the media. Uh, I try to bring them to this to the forefront in regards to because if you're quite aware, you know we don't get the recognition in at the all. Side. Yeah, yeah, nope. and I try to bring awareness to that to my podcast. <clears throat> so. Oh yeah, Absolutely. so would that be part of the uh, ultimate goal of the pod? Um, it is an ultimate, yeah, it is an ultimate. That's my objective. Um, what I also do is I actually put in a couple of mixes in with uh, spot, uh, speaking specifically to nonprofit organizations, organizations if they are their missions uh, are in link with my goals of the podcast. So previously I've worked with um, some other a private investigator who was currently on a case for Shanice Harris. Um, he, mm-hmm. actually has, he actually has his own nonprofit organization. Um, it's, I believe it's called uh, Alive 845. And mm-hmm. um, I also worked and spoke with people who um, are from the indigenous community who have their organizations that are not federally governed they are their own sovereignty, and I bring awareness to their goals and their and their mission. As well as I worked with, you know, speaking with families and friends of people who haven't had the recognition even at all. Like um, Andre Parat, who mm-hmm. I had spoken with Miss Hamil- um, Hamilton, who is the sister of her brother was murdered while he was getting off a McDonald's shift as a manager in 1990s. <clears throat> Never heard of him, but of course, because we don't talk about the brown and black community in social media or anything, you know, and the news doesn't talk about us. Nah. And that and that's so and that's and that's so wild that um Carly hers go viral and she was playing. Mhm. Yeah, I'm exactly. like she goes viral and she's playing, and that, and that and that's how it be. I mean, that, that's just how it be. I'm like the one person, well, not even the one person, well, the one person they took serious was completely playing. Um, so would would um with that case, would that be like the most memorial one you got, or do you have one another one? Um, in regards to uh, 
out of, out of out any cases that you've um no nah, um one is like like it don't even have to be the most listened the one that you just felt like w- that that you'll never forget like this is the one right here oh my gosh um there is a couple of them but i'll probably take two of them the first mm-hmm. one is um the St. Louis Jane Doe. I did mm-hmm. a, a three-parter with that, and I actually spoke with the the director who created the documentary on mm-hmm. um, the little precious uh, St. Louis Jane Doe. She was found in the basement at an abandoned apartment um, without her head, and no one can identify what? who she is. Um, she had her arms bounded in the back. Yeah, yeah, a little. Um, she was prepubescent, which means that she wasn't even developed. Um, They found her in the basement and like a cardboard and leaves were covering her body. She had her arms bound with red and white rope and she was naked from the waist down. Um, Yeah, so I can definitely provide the link in regards to the documentary. It is crazy. And she is still to this day, I think she's going Mm. on 30 years, hasn't been identified yet. Beautiful black girl. So. And my whole thing is about stuff like that is why nobody nobody knows who's missing a five-year-old. Exactly. Exactly. So like she she has the same type of comparison in the storyline and I think that has a lot to do with, um, you know, I'm a military brat. So I think that probably just kind of like doing my couch sleuthing in regards to like her backstory as to why she was never even identified or you know, nobody came up, mm-hmm. confronted or came up to identify or claim her. She might have had, um, you know, she might have been a, a child who was going from one house to another um, one of the parents might have been a military personnel. Um, same s- similarities as the Oblika Jane Doe, who was just identified like last year. She had the same type of story where her mother lost custody, the father who was in the military, and he would, uh, she was paying for child support for like the 20 some years anticipating for her to see her own daughter come to find out her daughter her daughter has been dead for the last 15 years and the father didn't identify that her own daughter passed away yeah it was crazy 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 i wish i can remember the name because it was like um her first name i think was amore that's crazy amore. Mm. yeah and Unbelievable. The the other one, I want to make sure that I pronounce the gentleman's name. Um, He was one of the, probably the top two ones that really impacted me, took me like an emotional (laughs) roller coaster. Um, Mm. And it was actually, the family did confront me later on and, and identified that the person did confront and confessed that they knew who murdered their son. So that was uh, amazing. This was the first time even being on a podcast. They didn't even know anything about a podcast until I kind of, you know, introduced them to it, which is amazing because after our conversation, 
it opens up the doorway to have other families reaching out to me directly, you know, directly from having contact with their that family that I worked with. So, um, yes, it ain't it Jorge. ain't it crazy Jorge. when um, no, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ain't it crazy when um, yeah. when family does contact you? Because mm-hmm. I've did it's I got a, three episodes like a, in like. I got three episodes and I got families from three different people. And I'm like, you, you hear like different stuff from some of them. Some of them are mad. Some of them are saying this. And then some of them are happy. I got three different responses because this one guy I talked about, his name was, um, Kamari Amikam. I said, after doing his story, I said, I think he got railroaded. Talked to the family. They were like, yeah, he did get railroaded. Now this other guy, his name was Ajante Collier. I told her, I told his mother, Hey, your son is a killer. She told me I got my son, I got all my stuff wrong. But lady, I'm like, I read the um, court files and everything. Your son did this. He's lying to you. And then the other guy, mm-hmm. I went to school with his people. This guy cut up a whole body and barbecued the chick. His daughter is now oh college age and is going to be a lawyer. Yeah, going to be a lawyer. She's talking about she's going to fight to get him out. Get him out of what? He did this. What are you talking about? Oh yeah. So you, I got, I, I got three sides from three different people. Some happy, some in the middle, and some in denial. <clears throat> I'm like, come on now. I'm like, come mm-hmm. on. We gotta be real with each other these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right for sure. He chopped up a bunch of pieces, barbecued <laughs> for three days. See, oh barbecued for three days, man. Oh my God. They even said they thought he might have been trying to eat her, but it, it was all, it was all crazy. What um what do you think about reviews on podcast reviews? Mine uh, specifically or, or other podcasts? No, in general, because I already know what I think in general. <laughs> yes, I yeah I know what you think in general. So, um, oh my gosh, they could affect. They could make it or break it in regards to a podcast, specifically like me, mm-hmm. for example. You know, I'm a, I fall under the independent, uh, an indie podcaster, so that could be a mm-hmm. break it situation, or it could give me like you know, you know, someone who's like, oh my gosh, I want to definitely find out what this person is talking about in the review, and then it blows up my my podcast, but. That's like a 50-50 chance in a situation like that. But um Yeah. Yeah. I I understand exactly what you're saying, but like I was telling <laughs> like I was telling um K Simone the other day, I said, Man, look, I done went through some of these podcasts and they got a billion reviews. They got one episode and they be like um um episode two is coming. Like when? Because I'm listening to this. How did you get so many? How did you get so many reviews? And I'm, you know, I'm just reading, 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 reading. And more and more, I read it. I say, man, it's a bot. It's a bot. But mm-hmm. the thing is, you're right. If you don't get those reviews, or get at least get those um ratings, you can't get discovered. My whole my whole thing exactly. with mine, like, because I've called Apple, and I'm like, hey man, am I not getting reviews, or are they not writing my reviews, or this, that, and the other? So I don't know what's going on. But I like I drop my stuff consistently. I'll go on like my Apple podcast thing. And it'll be like, it'll show like a hundred people that looked at one episode, like when the first couple hours, right? But then it won't be like 
if they won't count them because if they didn't listen for like a little while, like they got to put in five minutes to even get the read on Apple at all. So a thousand people can get on your stuff for two minutes. They ain't counting them if they, if they ain't going five minutes. So I was like, oh, okay. I'd rather you say yeah. you didn't like it so I can see that something went, went something went across at least. Right, exactly. Well, I had I'm one thinking that they... was like, there was like, there was one specifically like that it just like, I looked at it, I'm like, this is somebody who just wanted to, to start something, just to be a troll. Like this, they specifically said something that, on the lines of, this is probably the most woke podcast I've ever heard you know this is ridiculous you know specifically definitely a Trump supporter it tells specifically yeah yeah (laughs) I was like screw you definitely Trump Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so um do you watch like Dateline or Force 48 do you watch Dateline or 48 hours um Dateline. Which do you hours. prefer? I probably am more of a. I lean more towards Dateline. Um, Me too. I, I like Dateline. Like I, I like Dateline. I no, it's all podcast. podcast which is cool. It's all podcast. I'm like, cause um, sitting around and watching <laughs> stuff is nothing. I, if anything, mm-hmm. like since since you can sync your TV to your phone now, I have it like that, and I'll be doing something. But sitting down and watching, no, and I don't do it. <laughs> it's like it, it, that's hindering me. I have stuff to like, do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too much to do. And then when I get in the bed, I'm getting to bed with my wife. We'll turn the TV on. But I'm like, what am I turning the TV on for? Because I'm going to turn it on. Then, then the TV's going to watch me because I'm going to go to sleep. Like right there. I, I'm not watching the TV. <laughs> 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 my wife just said that last uh, yesterday. She told me the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it at all. I don't even know why I turned it on. Maybe it just had a light shooting. In. I don't know. It's background noise, like it's like white white noise for us. Yeah. Okay, Trump or Biden? Neither. And I heard Simone. Neither. I was like, "Yes, you are so right." <laughs> Here's my thing. Like, if I could say specifically who I would follow, I would love to mm-hmm. see someone run against these old, white, de- dilapidated men. I want someone to run against them who is possibly indigenous or a brown or is anyone. Pretty much anyone sounds better than these decrepit, old. You know, and you know what's crazy? White they would um. The, all, all the white people would sit up there and be like, "Oh no, no, no! We gotta make sure they got got their papers. We gotta make sure this or they here legal." That would be the whole rundown. Remember how I did Obama? Obama was born in America. He's a black guy. They said, "Is he really? Is he really what?" Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be a whole that would be a whole thing for them. They they would they would run with that. They would send the well, uh, the January six people to get them. If, if the, here's the thing, like if you don't know your history, like literally where I live in Texas, I think you said even you mentioned you live in Houston. I live near Dallas area, but if where, you know where your you history, at? you know I live I live near Dallas, the Dallas area. Yeah, which town? I know the, I know the whole East Texas. Well, I'm not. I'm north. I'm northeast. So 
Oh, okay. um, Greenville, Texas. Oh, Greenville. Okay. So, okay. No, Greenville. <laughs> Green. Greenville. Spell it again. Spell it. Oh, Greenville. Okay, okay, okay. It's it's spelled Greenville, but you pronounce it Greenville. Greenville. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so like, if, if we we all know our history. If you actually sit there right. and actually listen in, in in your classes, you know, the majority of California, New Mexico, Texas was all Mexico prior to the Mexican Mexican War. So Yes. We need to teach them a little something because they don't they don't understand their history. Well, if you go to Florida right now, they're erasing history. Yeah. Yeah, and all the slaves on that boat, man, they <laughs> all the slaves on that boat, they learned skills that they could use in America to be prosperous. What how, why was I chained up, bro? Explain that. Why is we jump why is people getting thrown off the ship if we going over here to prosper? Don't hit me with that. Yeah. That but I, I have man, they are so scared. They're so scared that um of they're so scared of anything because they don't. What are you, what do y'all not want us to know? That what we know how slavery came. We know what it's about. Why are y'all scared to teach it? And then why are you starting off there? That's not where black people started off at. But you know, I don't yeah. know what they scared of something. They well, they're they're intimidated. They're intim- intimidated by our intelligence, our development, our the way we run things. We run things you know, 10 times better than they do. And they're scared because now they're, they're going to become the minority and will become the majority. So, I mean, like that's going to happen, dude, that's happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it won't even be a, like a minority. It'd be more like a gumbo because all these people are mixing up. <laughs> man, it's going to be so many mixed babies out here, man. All that, man. Yeah. Everybody's getting mixed up yeah. now. I love them. Beautiful, beautiful babies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Life sentence or death penalty? (laughs) I got a a better one. Find an island and uh, let them bear back and take care of each other that way. I I don't know. I'm in between. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you put all the rapists on the island. They'll be all looking behind their back. (laughs) what um what can people do to prevent themselves from going missing i would say uh learn self-defense learn to put your head on a swivel we are Mm -hmm. so in our generation of me, myself, and I generation, and that we're always having our nose in our phone. We don't see, we don't observe our surroundings. There's a reason why, you know, society has created this, this little bubble of ignorance is bliss. Um, the more we know, the more we can protect ourselves. Knowledge yes. is power. Knowledge is power. Oh, yes. Put your head on a swivel. See the see the signs. Um, I even actually saw, went online to um, specific specifically get a cert- certification on 
human trafficking awareness. So I actually am certified to view and contact um, particular, you know, how to intervene a situation in human trafficking. I have a certification for that. So that's pretty cool. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah. Do you think mental issues are helping these criminals get away with crime? I believe it blew up. This uh, mental illness has become a default word for for even the most perverted person to get away exactly. with. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But if I say chop their head off, Facebook will um will block me for days. Instagram will tell me you won't go live. But I'm like, I'm telling you the truth. Chop his head mm-hmm. off. Like, um yeah. when I when I be looking at um when I be watching like my Twitter feed or Instagram feed and um it'd be like pedophile caught rape fifteen women or touched ten kids and I always be like, So why does he have a mud shot? Nobody was in fear mm-hmm. for their life and they're throwing them in them cups? Man, please. Some of these people should never get a mugshot. They I should mean, never make it to amendment. the station. You have a First Amendment like, right. Freedom of speech, you know. So, I don't know why they... There, there's just such a blurred line between telling it like it is and not giving the people that are <coughs> doing harm to other people, yeah. giving them the glorification of that. That's not necessary yeah. to now, some of, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of people need to be told exactly what it is. And they don't need no, no, um, you don't need to be going, um, being shy with them. You got to get straight to the point with some of these people because these people will not know. They'll think it's acceptable behavior. You got to tell them what it is right now. You do this, we going to kill you. It ain't going to be no, um, you might go to jail or you might get beat up. No, 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 no. You do this, you're dead. That's it. Has Man. a lot to do with, um, parenting how they were brought up at home. Like, if you don't understand the, the difference between right and wrong, like, mm. I know my mother was like, you do this, I'm going to whoop that, you know? My mom or, was very hands-on. You know, yeah, so these kids ain't getting <clears throat> it like we used to back in the day. Because oh, no. I would have corrected the matter real quick. <laughs> it's real quick. Oh, man, um, these kids tell you these days, they, they've been already set their um, phone up. You going to hit me? Yeah, they already got the camera set. They 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 ready to, to to tell on you. Look, man, I ain't never been scared mm-hmm. of that fight. You can record. You can record it all. My um my oldest twins, like well, the twins they they they, they taller than me now. But you know when they started like getting like eye to eye, dude, you gotta grab your son. You gotta put him in. Like you gotta let them know it's still order around here. Then my son, he's in the military, so I'm like, mm-hmm. even when you're at my house, even when you're in the military base, even when you want to do anything else, it's always gonna be rules. It's always going to be rules. But yeah, hands-on. Mm-hmm. All these parents still need to be hands-on. I don't care what society tell you. You better go hands-on before that kid go hands-on with you. One or the other. Right. You got to. And here's the thing. Here's the got thing. To. Like, if they're not, parents are not hands-on at home, someone's going to put their hands on that child and in prison, hands-on. You, you're not, the parent's not going to be there to save his ass that time either. Exactly. So, to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. Could you, um, mm-hmm. if you could change the sentencing on any crime, what would it be, and why? 
I was just thinking about that too. Uh, my God. If we could have a fiery squad. Exactly. Do back in the day. <laughs> Light up all the pervs, all the child molesters, all the all the people who are just like all the Epstein's, <laughs> the people who are related yeah, to You Epstein. got to. You got to. Light them all up. Light them all up. Because those guys are but heavy. Yeah. They were heavy in the sex trafficking. And um, I oh feel like gosh. sex trafficking comes with, I think sex trafficking at this point comes with how much money you got. Because a broke person can't sex traffic. Not not um, not um not for a long time. But if you got money, you can do it forever. Yeah. Or almost forever. They catching these guys, they're in their 80s. They just said um, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon was sex trafficking. I'm like, what? I'm like, you got to have money to sex mm-hmm. traffic, apparently. Because when you're not, if, if you don't have money, they're going to say you're pimping. So, yeah, you got to have money to sex traffic. Well, here on and, top um, of that, you, did you hear recently that they just uh, arrested 123 men who were in human trafficking? 123 men, and they, they specified none were drag. Because <laughs> that's like something that's going on with TikTok that people are saying that drags are taking your kids. It's bullshit. There's, that's not happening. It's men, heterosexual white males taking your children. Oh yeah, we already know that. We already know. <laughs> See, man, mm-hmm. it's just the world is getting crazier by the day. Even with all this technology, people are still they're going out their ways to do this stuff now. Because how is people still able to get across this, this do all this without being detected? Everybody got cameras in front of their walls. houses. They're not passing yep. laws in regards to human trafficking bills. They want that to continue because they got somebody in the background controlling which bill is approved and which not. That's why we need to push all these nasty ass white, old, dilapidated, crepit old dudes out of office, out of the, just out of the government, period. Because that's what's yes. allowing them to stall human trafficking bills from happening we could nip this in the ass if that was if we were able to do that with someone who is a person of color or someone who is an indigenous person in the office or in the government we will make shit happen that's for sure yeah that's why like um when you see something come out racist they could have easily stopped something from being racist if you just had one person from that race, at least in the room, when you was having this discussion. But hey, man, that's a bad idea now. <laughs> like, come on now. <clears throat> yeah. That's where that um diversity really makes sense. Like, no, nah, I don't think you want to do that, man. That might that might piss the black people off. So I, don't, I wouldn't do that. But now nah, people are like, man, you don't tell me what to do. I do what I want to do. <laughs> Have them on a the round table, like all colors. Just we got to work together. This is not gonna. It's not gonna work if we don't come together. That's all I can say. So, okay. okay. And I was looking through. Um, I was looking through some of your stuff. Like those collaborations. How do how do those work with the uh, dark network? How does that work? How many dark people are in network? on the? So, yeah, when they do those little collaborations, y'all do. Is everybody on it or is it just oh they gosh. pick a handful uh, of people? They pick a handful of people, specifically ones that have the type of uh, genre. Like if they're mm. like a paranormal 
podcaster or if they talk about yeah. science disasters and chemical spills, just environmental mysteries. They they are picked specifically for those collaborations. And I think oh, okay. Was okay. in regards to podcasters who work with the side of ethical true crime podcasting, which is what I fall into. So Okay, look, I saw that when I had um did a little side by side between me and your podcast. I had read it said ethical podcast. I was like, what I said, like, do I need to see what this is first, or do I need to post a picture? I end up posting a picture, because once I'm in mind, I'm doing it. So what does that mean? <coughs> what does ethical podcast mean? So ethical means, it specifically means that uh, I talk particularly on the lives of the lost loved ones. I do not give the glorification or the time of day of the person who done the crime towards these these murder victims i talk about oh okay well we're we in reverse oh, then okay yes oh so you okay. do the opposite you do the back end you do the and i do the i talk about the victims specifically their lives but see this is the thing about my podcast i know mine is one of a kind i know mine is one of a kind because i've seen a lot of people tell these <laughs> yes, same stories i got but I only tell it from the male version. Even if he was connected in some kind of way, the woman could have had all this stuff going, but I'm only going from his story. I'm only going off of his story. Like, some of the stuff she did, he wasn't even there for that. Like, he's caught catch-ups on the back end, but that's, I, I, I don't know nobody else to tell a story like that. I know a lot of people tell the whole story, but no, I strictly tell the story from that guy. Because I did a story, I can. his name was Christopher Spencer. I had did another story before him on this dude named Michael White. You know, by the time I got done with both them stories, they was the same two guys that wouldn't kill that family together. Yeah. Oh didn't put it. Yeah. Didn't put it together till the end. They, they knew each other. They were the same gang. But until you start reading different documents, you didn't know, you knew this guy went in there with a killer. I didn't know till I did his story that they was together. Oh, and peep this. Mm-hmm. Michael White, he was a fifth grade teacher. Killed two kids mm-hmm. when they went in that house. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my god! I said, man, it's a dirty game out here. People, um, people really put their mask on, don't they? Oh, they sure do. Killed two kids, and he was a fifth grade teacher. And you had students saying that he was a nice guy, and you had parents saying, "How the hell could he get hired?" Well, hell, it's a shortage on teachers, and he passed the test. Easy. Mm. That's as easy as that came down to be. You can go be a teacher right now, apparently, without your degree. I ain't down talking to none of my teachers because I got a friend that are teachers. My neighbor's a principal. So I'm not downgrading that at all. But right now, if you want to be a teacher, this would be the easiest chance to get. They need them. They, they, they letting you in for half off. So everything. <laughs> yes. It's desperation because a lot of them are just walking out with the salaries and the insurance coverages that don't even cover any. They cut their pension. They cut, you know, <coughs> these, these teachers are working during the summertime and they're using their money to, you know, make up for the lost money that they're getting on the other end that they're not getting anymore for the supplies or whatever. And, so and them head like, coaches cleaning up. Desperation. The head football coaches cleaning up, though. The head coach, oh, yeah. if you got these head coaches making 150k in Texas, which is that's that's pretty good. What is the principal making? Because I'm starting mm-hmm. to think they're making more than the principal. Cause you know mm-hmm. they gonna, Texas gonna always root for that uh, high school football coach. They see them more important so than I the don't... actual teachers, and 
I mean, music classes. <laughs> like, hey, they bringing in cut, more money. Art classes are being cut. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, look. That's the thing. I remember um when my sons was young when they got rid of the cursive. I of course taught my sons cursive, and now I'm teaching my youngest cursive because of course they're not teaching it at school anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like how are you gonna sign I a see check? My son in the background. <laughs> my, speaking of my son, he's in the background. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're not even trying. Like they're not even trying to. Um. I don't know what they. I don't know what they think. Maybe they think they're gonna robots gonna take over. But you need to know how to sign a check. You gotta be able to sign a check. I love watching those TikToks where you, the the parent is like video recording their newly uh, driving student or their their child is a. Uh, trying to pump gas for the first time and they don't even know what end goes to where. <laughs> oh yeah. in a whole panic. Cause I, I tell <laughs> my son, hey, a, man, stop. how to mail a letter. Oh <laughs> man. The stamp goes. <laughs> I taught my, I taught my youngest, I taught my youngest how to cook. Cause he's so like, he got this a 10 year age gap with, with between him and his twin brothers. I've already taught him how to cook. His older brother was in there <laughs> making some toast. He done sprayed mm-hmm. Pam on the bread and put it, on the thing for toast. And my son's like, hey, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And he's like, hey, man, how you going to tell me? I know what I'm doing. And he's suddenly telling him, this is the eight-year-old telling the 19, hey, you don't need to be doing that. I said, look here, man. But he didn't want to learn how to cook. He always said, I'm going to have a girl that's going to cook for me. <laughs> okay, well, until you get that girl that's going to cook for you, bro, <laughs> you have to put some butter on that bread, dog. You can't be cooking that like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, being raised as a Latina, I I teach all my boys like from the age of seven and up. You know, you can't depend on nobody. Don't depend on don't be depending on that girl or that or significant other down the road. You'll be already be a skeleton by the time you meet your significant. Oh man, I'm glad you. you I'm I'm, dog. I'm glad you said that. Okay, so so so. So my wife was like, hey, we got to get these girls a Christmas gifts, right? And I'm like, for what? She was like, that's their girlfriends, this, that, and the other. I'm like, girl, you sit up here and tell me they're cheating on these people. Why am I getting a gift? But she felt like it was right to give them a gift. I said, man, look, I ain't, I said, man, look, I ain't doing that, dog. Mm-mm. I said, what? So what? So, so you're going to get them a gift, and then they're going to come to you telling you about what their son did. I said, no, I ain't doing that. But we got them a gift because if I w- we wouldn't have, she wouldn't have left me alone. I was like, nah, they cheating on <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> Man. <laughs> she would have she not left me alone if I wouldn't have. I was like, girl, look, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so, like, um, when you do um, put out episodes, how, how um, like, what is your um, process on putting out an episode and what makes you, and what makes a specific person what makes you pick that specific case? Well, King Arthur, uh, I pretty much the same way that you do. You have like seven stories, you know. Just you know, you got some information on this one. You got information on that one. You have to stall and pause because you're still discussing more detailed information with your sources, mm-hmm. whichever. Um, I also do the same thing. Plus, I 
take stories that hit on particular awareness months. So like for February that's coming up is Black History Month, yo. Um, Mm. I will be talking specifically about the Ebony Alerts that just became effective of January 1st, 2024 in California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And why why the reason why we need that. So is it only in California? Currently only in California. Oh, shit. Boy, you know what? I know. I was just, I was just, like, I just, like, I just started, like, requesting, like, different forms from all these different counties on court cases and stuff like that. And um, I would like to say that Texas, they don't want to give you nothing. No, you got the wrong office. No, you this. No, you that. I'm like, dog, I'm in Houston. So do I need to come down there? Because if I come down there, you're going to tell me, hey, you should go over here. And if I go over here, you're going to tell me to go back over there. Why don't, I mean, like, what is up with Texas? They don't want to, they don't want to send you nothing. They don't want to, they don't want to abide by nobody else's rules at all. They don't, they don't, they don't send information to other states and nothing. It's like their own spot. They don't want to, just don't want to help out. And if all these, all these states. I'm dealing with one, uh, two cases right now that are like that. Leon Loreles, from Brownwood, Texas, same situation. And uh, Armani Morgan from Dallas, Texas. Their family members have been doing the completion of paperwork and sources and reports request from Texas, and they have given them nothing but stall, 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 you know, resistance in regards to it. And uh, ironically, they're going to be both at the Missing Persons event, which is located in San Antonio, coming up on February 3rd. I will be there, so... It's pretty. It's, yeah, I had on, a lot of when I saw you like had posted that. that. When mm-hmm. I saw you posted that, I was like, man, I would have came to that because that's not a, that's not a short drive. I mean, that's a, that's a short drive, but I'm going on vacation this week. I'm gonna be in Cancun for six days. We plan on um, mm-hmm. Hennessy and Douce and um, a bunch of tequila. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yep. Douce, that's awesome. <laughs> Make memories. <laughs> no, so no, yeah, tequila and Hennessy. You doing some Henny? What are we doing? Daiquiris for the wife? <laughs> oh, oh, man, we doing whatever. I'm right. I'm drinking Douce and Hennessy right now. <laughs> I, was like, like, I, I told, I told you. I said, man, I do my show. I said, man, I do my shows. When I do my shows, I have me a drink because I feel like my stuff flows better because um, I won't have to think sometimes. I don't have to like think mm-hmm. too much because at one point I would listen to my shows like I'm talking too fast. Then I, if I think too much, then I'll slow it down. Then I'll think I'm missing information. But if I'm drinking, I just let it go. Cause I drunk all through that last <laughs> episode when I was talking to Kay. <laughs> I was like, I'm asking, I'm going to ask you now, are you doing it now? Cause you're doing <laughs> Yeah. I'm drinking right like now. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> I had to drink mine right now. I'm like, man, I gotta get the show oh going. Oh my god. Mm. Okay, so, so you end up listening to the whole show. What did you think about it? Oh my gosh. Uh, I I <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, this is something I would enjoy to continue to listen to. Uh, if you're going to be spinning out some more like that in the near future. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do some more interviews. I'm probably gonna beg her. I plan on doing some more interviews the same like type of way. But that's the thing. We 
I asked her the same questions I asked you. I asked her the same questions I asked you, but I just don't know. It just came out like that. We just just laughed all the way through the episode, but I I enjoyed the episode, and I told her I enjoyed it. Mm, so, yeah. yeah, but I plan on contacting like other people I want to talk to and stuff. Yeah, that's what, mm-hmm. that, yeah. I told I told her I liked it. I liked it, but I understood what she was saying though. I understand what she was saying because I like her stories too because they'd be well and deep. I told I can't tell no story <laughs> like you, so nah. Um, so when is the next episode? Um, it's actually going to be next week Thursday. So I'm guessing that's uh, February first. Okay. Well, I'm gonna um, tag you into my show because I'm gonna drop the interview that Wednesday. So you'll be. I already have you tagged in the show, so they'll know to go to you right afterwards for Thursday. I'm going to drop this on a Wednesday because I'm going to be going out of town. I want to have it already out the way. Yep. Um, let people know um, where they can get you at. And, um, Thank you. Let, let them all know where they can um, reach you in, um, for anything. Twitter, oh, Instagram. Anything, yes. Oh, my gosh. No, nah, I should have had it all prepared, but it's usually you can find me uh, literally everywhere. You can even type in my name, Jasmine Castillo. Uh, but my handles are like on YouTube, TikTok, Insta, FB, if y'all like going there. Um, it's pretty much hands off my pod. And okay. uh, if you need to email me, it's hands off my podcast at gmail.com. I will have all that in the show notes for all you people that want some help with some of the missing. Mm-hmm. Well, so um, much. I was glad to talk to you. Next time I'm gonna talk to you again. I'm gonna have you some. I'm gonna have me some current. I want. I'm, I'm gonna find me some stuff about different missing people because I know you should. You will be well in tuned on how this stuff goes. I'll have me some up to date stuff because see, I I didn't know like what to look for for missing people question wise so i didn't really i just went off the questions i already had but next time i want to um get in depth with some like cases like find a couple cases and then we talk about those through the whole episode because i think that would um absolutely so we can spread awareness because um i think the more the more we get out some of these words the more um the more people take this stuff serious because i do like um i do want to um one day be the one, not even be the one, but be one of the early people that said, hey, man, this is wrong. And then maybe 10 years down the line, five years down the line, hey, they was right. And um, solve a case. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. And um, remember I told you about um, my wife's friend's daughter? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we really haven't talked to her yet. The funeral is next week, and we're gonna miss it though, of course, because I'm already, I was already like going, gonna be out of town or whatever. But um, the second we like get some information worth like worth talking about, I'll definitely um pass the info so you can let her know because I remember when I did talk to her before they found found her. Um, they um she had said somebody she was on some message board, but I didn't I didn't really look into it. Yeah, please let me know as soon as you can. Thank you for sharing that too. It's okay. just unfortunate well, that I was expecting the best. Look, I sat, I sat there, I sat there, and was like, "Hold up, wait, what happened?" Because I do see all this stuff mm-hmm. going across saying "missing, missing, missing, missing," 
But then after I saw the picture, I'm like, oh man, I seen this. And then um maybe two weeks after a week, me and you talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe even three, maybe a month. You're like, hey, they found the body. And um, yeah, she was in a body of water. She was um in her city, but yeah. Nope, nobody knew nobody knew nothing. But yeah, once she gives me some more information, I'm definitely gonna pass it along because yeah, man, that was crazy. Yeah. But um was. they um her nobody had used her bank account, nobody had <clears throat> it's like she simply had walked off the earth. And, and I hear that every time. I hear the same story every time. It's either oh they come they're out partying, they'll be right back, or maybe they just wanted to get away from their life, and that's bullshit. Because like why would somebody do that? Each video in TikTok telling them saying if something happens to me, I am not suicidal. I do not want to harm myself. If I go missing, something happened to me. Please look for me. Why do we always got to start a conversations like that? Because nobody gives a shit about us. Exactly. Even the people that run away don't um don't don't um don't want that type of stuff to happen because they know they always come back. If this person leaves for two or three days and comes back, the first time they go in two weeks, I'm like, hey man, what the hell is going on? They talking about, did you think they moved away? No, because they come back every couple of days. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, that part I'll never get. I'll, I'll never get. But people gotta want to find. If it was more money into finding these people, they'd do it. That's all it come down to is the bread. Oh, sure. um, there's no money in finding them, so they like we're losing money looking for them. So they're they're not really concerned on finding people. Yeah. Of course. But, yeah. but um, yeah, this is um. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, y'all. This is um King Arthur, and I'm um. This is um Jasmine Castillo from Hands Off My Pod. I'm glad you came in after um listening to me and Kay talk. Um I'm I'm glad you got the <laughs> I'm glad you got to listen before you got here because I I just don't know. I didn't know how it was going to go. But um thank you for coming. I would like to invite you back. Um I don't know when, but definitely sooner than later. Yeah, just let me know. All right. It's been a pleasure. Y'all, this is King Arthur from you. Not thank My Brother. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is King Arthur from Not My Brother's Keeper, and I'll see y'all next week. Peace.